When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 266. My name's Turner Sparks. I am Michael Ira Kaplan. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can find me in Sydney, Australia at the Comedy Store all this weekend, April 14th through 16th. Come on out to those shows. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America on all social media platforms, including Instagram. You can find this show at Lost in America Pod on Instagram and uh, everywhere else. Cap, on the show today, we have our friend Jorge Castellano in Shanghai. He is locked down in Shanghai. He will be with us in just a minute. He, he wants his about- podcast to go for two weeks. We're just going to keep talking. We're just going to keep, gonna keep going. He's locked down. He's locked down for, for he's locked down. So we're just going to, this is going to be a long one. He's got nowhere to go. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk for hours. He's got nowhere, literally nowhere to be. I'm in Australia. Caps in New York. Jorge's in Shanghai. So we're all over the world. So excuse any delays that happen in in this recording. Um, Cap. So he's. We're gonna find out all about what's what's really going on in this lockdown. But before that, uh, Cap. Page people love this show. They, I think they do. Right. Yeah. It doesn't show up in my bank account. Does not. Every week I look, I look, I look to see if there's a direct deposit. Lost in America fans. The problem just- is that iTunes pays us nothing for do it for putting out this. Show. I don't think everyone knows that. Do you know we get no. zero dollars from iTunes, zero dollars from Google, zero dollars from Amazon.com? Spotify, nothing. They pay Joe Rogan millions. They pay us nada. <laughs> we got to get Joe Rogan off the air. How do we do that? That's <laughs> that's blasphemy. If he loves, he always, all he ever talks about is how much he loves comedians. Oh man, comedy. Remember back in the old days? Remember mm. comedy? Oh, being on the road. If you love comedy so much, get us paid, Joe Rogan. Get do Spotify <laughs> to pay us money. Pay. Let's get that trending. Pay us, give Joe us, Rogan. Give us, break us five hundred grand. You can do that until the cows come home. You would never run out of money. Anyway, point is. Joe Rogan's not giving us money, so we need you to give us money. So go to patreon.com slash lost in America for Joe Rogan $5 a month. You get three, sometimes two extra, depending so, on how much I'm sometimes traveling, one. sometimes one extra episode a week of, of Cap and I in the bunker, live from the bunker, doing our 30 minute full throttle comedy podcast. It's a half hour. Why? Because so you can listen to it on the way to work. Everybody lives a half hour away from where they work. That's a fact. 
That's a fact. <laughs> That's what our, America, our resource team told us. Our resource anywhere team. I've ever lived. When I lived in Eldorado Hills, California, I was 30 minutes from my high school, Jesuit High School, yeah. Carmichael, California, go Marauders. Yeah. When I was in Miami, it was a 30 minute walk to campus. Coral Gables, go Hurricanes. <laughs> when I was in New Orleans for that summer, I lived in someone's closet and yeah. I drunkenly it walked. A- it was a 10 minute walk to the music uh, magazine I worked at, but it took me a half hour because I was drunk or because you were listening to such good music. You want to yes. listen to something. So if you work from home, this the best part. You don't have to fight over who puts what on the radio at work or, you know, you just you listen to what you listen to at work. You listen to us. Yes. So if you're working from home, it's the best thing to listen to. We're we are going to make you laugh about New York, about Australia. About you're this? talking about if you work from home, go for a jog every once in a while. You lazy bum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get out podcast. of your room. How <laughs> about that? Plug should in we start headphones. doing work? Should we do workouts? You know, like they have the Apple Fitness where there's like celebrity people who like have their workouts. I think that they come to you when you're yes. running like we should do a, a special episode of Patreon where we just tell you, all right, do 10 burpees and all audio. Right. That's good. An audio, <laughs> audio. A, an audio podcast workout plan. <laughs> an audio podcast is a new idea. There now run faster. <laughs> faster. <laughs> now stop. Oh, OK, sip with some water. OK, do yeah. some sit ups. No, no, right, no water. It. No water. No, for our people. You're right. This is it's a half school. hour. No water, yeah, no All water right. breaks. And we'll play a little eye of the tiger in the background, like Rocky. It'll be like, I, a- we'll have to get the rights for that. We'll <laughs> just need to lift get some wood. Through. No, we'll, we'll just say off track here. Kaplan <laughs> point is patreon.com slash lost in America. Five bucks a month gets you all that. If you're watching on video, which you're not, because I don't think we're putting this one out on video, but mm. Kaplan just took a sip of his mug. He's got a lost in America. Number one in Armenia. <laughs> mug. What other podcasts went number one in Armenia? None. We're the only ones that ever went number one. Everyone else is number two. Yeah, and we're number one in Uzbekistan this week. So I wanted to thank our thank our fans there. Thank you guys. Oh, love the Uzbekis. We, we, we've been number one there so many times. Like we've had many hits. We're gonna have to do a tour. That's we are topic, gonna have right? to hit Uzbekistan and Ghana. Didn't we go to number one in Ghana recently? Ghana, but we're number eight this week. So come on, Ghanis. Get get it together. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> patreon.com slash lost America. Kaplan, now we're talking about this lockdown in Shanghai. Now, what it, should we should, do you want to start with what you know about it, or should I? Well, because I, I used to live there. Well, I'll just tell you quickly. And so then you're you the, you're the expert. Let's have Kaplan the, go first. No, well, I just know that I turned on the TV yesterday and the, the, the talking heads on CNBC were very upset because the stock market was going down because they said every place in China, including your whole town, Suzhou, is locking down now. And that's where we make everything. So that's how it affects us. And now it affects me. So so, well, and, can, so you sent me because I'm in a rare. It's rare that I have the opportunity to do this because usually I'm not an expert on the, the, what country you're talking about. But I happen to live in Suzhou, as you say, and I watched the video clip you sent me and you sent me a clip that said, look, on CNBC, they said Suzhou's going into lockdown. And then I watched the video clip and it very clearly said Suzhou is increasing restrictions. Oh, OK. Well, I can't I can't listen. I can't listen and record at the same time. <laughs> That's true. That's not your fault. So I did. I, I did some quick recon. I asked my wife and her family. And they said, we're not locked down. They've just okay. they have added slight restrictions to what we already have now. But we're not locked down. But, but Shanghai is locked down. Shanghai is in lockdown. The global economy is in spiraling out of control because turns out everything goes through Shanghai. The world. It's the Rome. It's the modern day Rome. All roads lead to Shanghai. And if they're sitting at home on their fat asses not working, well, yeah. then the, nobody at no. The rest of us can't do anything. We're all waiting on our product to be developed. I mean, if Ukraine is the breadbasket of Europe, as they said, I mean, China is like, well, what's the? I mean, they're just everything gets made in China. So it's like, I, I don't even know how we survive. Much I mean, longer. they, called, they used to call the iron rice bowl. 
Yeah, the iron rice ball of the world. Maybe that's what you were searching for. I remember <laughs> I don't that as a term. Yeah, so, no. schooling. Blame University University of Miami if that's not the case. So anyway, but, Jorge's in Shanghai right now. Jorge is a comedian who started at uh, uh, we started at the same club together, Kung Fu Comedy Club in Shanghai, and um, he's still living in Shanghai. Jorge has a business there. He's a business owner, I believe. I don't know if the business is still around after this lockdown. But he has like a, ki- a kindergarten preschool type thing, from what I understand, uh, and a stand up comedy career. And he's now coming to us the third week of lockdown, sitting in his apartment. Jorge Castellano, welcome to the show. How are you doing, man? Hey, how's it going, fellas? Fantastic. Good, how are you doing? How did we do? Let's start there on, on all of our facts we just gave out. Uh, iron rice bowl. <laughs> I did. That's new for me. So that's something that did I, just I make that up. I think I learned that somewhere. <laughs> it's a good wrestler name. If anything, the so. iron rice bowl. That's a great wrestler name. <laughs> uh, for the most part, everything, everything's about right. I mean, uh, Sujo is not on lockdown, so you're right about that Turner. Um, yeah, it's been a, a fun couple of weeks. So how long has <laughs> it been so far? You're in your third week is what the news says, but what does that mean? How many days? So it, the way they did it was they split it up into, uh, for people that don't know, there's a river that runs through Shanghai, the Huangpu River, and they, there's Pudong and Pushi, and they locked down Pudong first. Um, and they got locked down on the 28th of March, I believe. And that was an overnight thing. They got told the day before there's going to be a lockdown. Uh, get ready for, tom- or like I think it was like 3 a.m. Uh, there's a lockdown like tonight. Um, so they didn't really have time to prepare. We... On the Pushi side, which is uh, for the people that kind of have a basic idea of Shanghai, Pudong is the side with all the big buildings and the skyline. Um, and Pushi is like the old town side. And it's where a lot of the foreigners live. And it's a lot of like the the cooler, uh, cooler area, smaller area. Um, that side got five days to prep. So we mm-hmm. we were a little bit better prepared for it than the other side. So I've personally been in lockdown for 13 days. Um, while the other side of the river, there's been people that have been locked down three weeks, some people even more, cause they, it started beforehand with people, just the close contacts of rent. Like when it first started, buddy of mine was locked down for a month just because his, his work had a COVID case. So he got locked in hotels and then got out and then got wrapped up into this lockdown. And, uh, so he's been out for over a month. And just to, so you did cut out for a second. So it was March 28th, I think is what you said, when the Pudong side the, started their lockdown. Is that correct? Yeah, March 28th for Pudong. So. Did they have Basically, more cases these there? These words that- just mean, as Jorge said, there's a river that splits down the middle of the city. One half is the older city, one half is the newer city. And but it, so they, they kind of split it up half by half. And from what I understand, the reason why they did half originally wanted to do one half first and the second half second was so they could keep the economy going. Is that correct? And keep producing and keep these because Shanghai is a hub, much like Singapore uh, or Hong Kong for international businesses that have that have uh, representation in China and in Asia. They might have their head offices in Shanghai. Yeah, there were the original cases were from the Pudong Airport, which most of the cases which were rare but the cases that came through Shanghai were from the airport. So they locked down that side first. Um, and, uh, you know, they, the idea was that they were going to try to do a more liberal lockdown. They were going to just have contact tracing, have certain compounds shut down. And they tried that for, I think, a week or two. And then uh, once that didn't work, 
then uh, the big boys upstairs up north uh, decided that we're we're going to stick to our plan, and then they came down and changed the game. Yeah. So they have and they have locked down other. Well, actually, let's start with what a lockdown means. And we've talked about this before with you, like two years ago, I think, on the podcast. <laughs> but let's go through it again. Old school lockdown. We, 2020. We had two <laughs> weeks to stop the spread in America. And New York City, every city was different. New York City, I think, locked down for three months. But what the words lockdown. Right. We don't we didn't lock down. They just just closed things. Yeah, they closed things. But grocery stores stayed open um, to go restaurants. Restaurants even stayed open. You you get things to go. Yeah, to go. You could take food to go. So I think the big difference with Shanghai that I've at least read about is that when they locked down, it was 100%. Restaurants did not stay open. De- uh, uh, the grocery stores did not stay open. And even, is it true that delivery people, like to deliver food, initially was not open? Or Are you talking uh, for this one, this lockdown yeah, now? this one. For this, this one. one. Uh, yeah, so they, they it's, the first one was was pretty lenient, like comparatively, because mm. there weren't that many cases originally, and people can say like, oh, they fudged the numbers or whatever, but like, they're genuinely just the hospitals weren't overflowed, uh, overfilled you mean two years ago. There were, yeah, there just weren't people really getting it. And I didn't get it. People weren't really wearing masks. And this time uh, they they basically they told us five days in advance, get your stuff in order. And then the day it started, we kind of knew based on the Pudong side what to expect. And that side just shut down everything, shut down the roads. They shut down. So they made it impossible to get deliveries sent over because uh the the roads weren't you couldn't use the roads and then the drivers couldn't get out and the stores were closed so if you didn't have anything at at, at the beginning you were kind of out of luck so we we knew that was going to happen so we prepped more but our side the what they're doing now are these uh this thing called like group buys so everywhere can do um like your compound, usually, you know, compounds in Shanghai have thousands of people in them. So you can order a bunch of stuff from a grocery store together. So it'll be like a $500 minimum and it'll be like, here's one for bread. And there will be a WeChat uh, group. And it'll say, if you want bread, the minimum order is five, $500 or 3000 RMB worth of bread. Um, someone orders all of it. And then you kind of, as a gr- community, split it up. Oh my God! So now that's, what if, that's been the. Could you ever do that in your apartment building, Turner? Because well, we I'm just saying. Speaking like... for Brooklyn, do you, is there a gluten free option? On is the there bread? a kale? How much kale are we ordering? <laughs> it's been a lot of. Uh, it's been a lot of. Uh, it depends on the compound because the ones that are super expat heavy. There's there's one near me that they have like lasagna orders and all these fancy. No, orders. Oh, they're living it up. They're they're like <laughs> mobsters in prison. Yeah, they're exactly. Like making their own lasagna. I'd like a little steak. A little. <laughs> It's well, become a little bolognese. black market. <laughs> so like people are people. There's ways around it, but it's hard. So what? Um, all right. So you find out backing up a little, you know, so Pudong gets three hours notice. And what what happens to them? Let's start there. If they don't have any food, if they didn't have any, the, especially water, because, you know, like the water, we, uh, you know, is not drinkable. And if you do drink it, you can boil it. People always say boil it. But there's there's metals in the water that you can't boil out the metals, you know? Yeah, I think there's been people who just have just 
decided to drink the metals for now. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's how you get your protein. Where else can you get your iron? <laughs> if you, <laughs> I mean, there's there's two there's a couple of options, and again, this isn't uh, indicative of everyone because there's definitely a ton of people who don't have this option. Um, but there's these apps like there's this app called Ding Dong and Huma. Huma is the like am, uh, the Whole Foods equivalent. Uh, I mean, not you know, it's a big grocery store chain owned by Alibaba, okay. and um, they if you order at certain times, you can get food. So there's been a running joke that at 6 a.m. you have to uh, you have to wake up and get all your stuff prepped. It's like trying to get you you get your orders ready five minutes before and then as soon as it hits six you just start like jamming the yeah it's like like, getting on the star wars right at disneyland (laughs) or yeah or it's like buying tickets to a concert or something yeah it's like getting john mayer ticket (laughs) except for at the end of it you if you lose you don't eat yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yikes and then it all sells out super fast it sells out super fast. So like there's my, my wife and I've been, um, my wife mainly, I sleep through most of it. Oh, but, um, my, <laughs> near the end of it. If that, I like how you're my what you eat. <laughs> like I ordered this food. I got up. You're out. I'm going to share it. I've figured out a lot of the black market stuff. Like a oh. lot of, uh, I've, there's other chats that I've gotten. That's into. your job. Every single person in Shanghai is on, is in like 50 different food chats <laughs> trying to figure out like, Oh, this guy could deliver this or this. If you pay this guy extra, he'll do, he'll go to this store and he'll pick up some stuff. So it's I kind of fun. I managed to, uh, uh, yeah, it would be fun if it wasn't the stakes weren't so high. <laughs> well, a guy, I don't eat. I know a so, lot of people. Oh, you got I managed Tim-tams. to get some cookies. That's Look Australian that. food. Do you want me to send you some Girl Scout cookies? Maybe I can make some. <laughs> I, I know. I know someone. I got a contact. Free shipping. Yes, free shipping. People back home have been saying that. They're like, hey, do you want me to send you something? I'm like, I can't get something from the store across the street. How do you think I'm yeah. getting stuff from the U.S.? So, so, all right. So it's what happens if people have you ever had a day where you haven't like you haven't clicked the button fast enough and you haven't gotten food? We prepped. I mean, luckily my wife took it more seriously than I did. If I was single, I'd probably be really screwed right now because <laughs> she. I didn't assume it was going to be in your head. You're like, well, surely they're going to allow deliveries because you need to get food. Yes. Um, but she prepped well ahead of time, so we had enough food to last for like a couple weeks, anyways. Um, wow. So we're not really. Uh, We've spent more more of our time helping others that don't have food try to get food. Like my wife's parents are nearby, and that's the biggest problem: is old people don't know how to use these apps, and oh my they don't know how right. to use. You should have bought concert tickets. Star Wars app. It was impossible. <laughs> She's like, when I bought my buddy Holly tickets, I didn't need to. The only way this. we knew how to get it was uh, my nephew, my twelve-year-old nephew Ben, had to do it for her because she didn't know how to do oh, it. Oh, jeez, man. So you're you're. In-laws? I'm so sorry for you. It's real rough out here. Uh, so you're so you're in laws. <laughs> your in laws are starving. That's what you're saying. Jesus. <laughs> no, we. I mean, they've they've managed to get. Uh, my wife's managed to get a bunch of food for them. But like, uh, there's a ton of people who don't have access to their kids helping them, or or I mean, it's it's very difficult to navigate and to get it done in time. And if you're uh, technologically illiterate, then I mean, you're kind of screwed. The government has been giving every once in a while. We've received two in the last two weeks of like vegetables and certain small things. So they're they're handing out food, but 
uh, is it enough for a long for the period of time they're locked down? Probably not. Yeah. And who are these people? You said there are delivery guys out on the street. Who are these? Because from what I read at first, they didn't have any delivery people. Or was that, did I read incorrectly? There, there are passes that you're given um, that allow you to potentially, like there's these like uh, police passes that allow you to be on the streets. So there are certain amounts, they have to get COVID tested every day, but then there's now this controversy over uh, people using each other's passes and those people might have COVID and because the cases are going up still, mm. even though we're all locked down. So now everyone's going back to 2020, like wiping their, their bags and stuff. Cause okay. they're like, this is the only way we're getting COVID. We're not leaving. Yeah. It is kind of uh, curious if no one's leaving and the cases are going up. Although I remember mm-hmm. in New York and Kaplan was there, but I was, I had escaped, but I was watching the numbers pretty quickly. I mean, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty closely that even New York went into a pretty good, not this level of lockdown. Like you could still go to grocery stores, but a pretty solid one. And um, the cases still went up for about a month. After well, because people it. could still get together in their apartments and stuff. And I mean, you yeah. weren't supposed to. Right, you weren't supposed to. But yeah. you think people in New York, we people, but did, yeah, but you weren't supposed. to. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> well, yeah, the cases went up though. Yeah, for it, and then it stopped. And then it they went, went down, up for but... like a month, and then they stopped, and they really fell off a cliff when they stopped. It, it went down. Yeah. See, that's what people think that it's maybe just like the backtrack of the system. Yeah, but I've got friends who have been negative, negative, negative. And then just yesterday, we're like, I'm positive now. And they haven't seen um, anyone or done anything? Except for like delivery drivers are going downstairs to get your COVID test. The only people you see are the other people in the COVID line, because each community will do the testing every few days in the community. And then there's like a community. We're going back to the old days where there's an old lady that's in charge of each compound and She's, you know, the one she's navigating everything with the city and uh, community organizer. So go that would be James in my building. But <laughs> we have one of this. So there's one lady that's basically our access to the outside world. And uh, so, yeah, it's weird. I, I don't know how people are getting COVID except for it's got to be it's got to be your groceries. Right. Like, how else could it be? Happening? I don't know. I mean, also, the other thing is. I they've kind of like the the science has said that it's very hard to get it outside. And I think that's kind of proven out by like, you know, 800,000 people going to an Ohio state football game and there's not a COVID outbreak after it. Yeah. So, you know, well, it could be the ventilation in these buildings. I don't know. Like, yeah, but I don't think it goes. I I don't know. Who knows? Because you would think we would know more about COVID by now, but I still don't know. (laughs) Well, what we've learned is proving to not be the case, I guess, in Shanghai. You know, everything that we thought we knew is that there would be no way your friend could have gotten it in the last two days. See, we just didn't like I honestly didn't even we've been super fortunate here the last two years. We've basically had no COVID. So we've been living in a a post-COVID world. That was your mistake. You don't have antibodies now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's honestly probably. We had the longest view in the room here in America. We didn't know what we were doing. So we all got it. (laughs) So we have more antibodies. I did not get it. I have not got (laughs) it. Except for Turner. I'm the one last. I got it immediately. (laughs) Did you get COVID? Oh, for sure. I got it in January of 2020. Oh, you had it in the beginning. Oh, OG, baby. Wow. I opened up for, I was opening up for Wilson Vince in Beijing. 
Uh, Will Smith gave it to you, definitely. That guy. Will Smith gave it to him. He might have been the original patient, Will. He's out and about, that Will Smith. I might have given it to him, so sorry, yeah. Will. If you're, uh, he brought wow. it to America in Great. January 2020. Old so podcast, what about? Because yes. that, that does bring up a point, though, that because they're saying that one of the big issues that I've read that why the Chinese government is being so careful is because there's legitimate concern that it, they would overload the healthcare system. Reason being that there's still over 50 million elderly people who are not yet vaccinated. So why are the elderly people not, they were the first ones to get vaccinated here. Were they not the first to get vaccinated in China? I mean, I think something I read was something like 80% of the populations vaccinated. So I imagine it's in rural, rural areas or places oh. where people aren't thinking about it at all. Um, hmm. So I'm not totally sure about that, but I, but that doesn't like, this just doesn't make sense. If, if you're worried about overrunning the hospitals, why is every single hospital filled with uh, asymptomatic patients and not oh, is that actually the case? people? I don't even know that part. So essentially, so, so yeah, I mean, let's go here. What, yeah, what happens, happens if, if you, you test positive? You test positive today, then what happens? So there's a couple different paths. So podcast if you ends. test positive, you're definitely going to a quarantine camp. Uh, but at the beginning, quarantine you were going camp, to a hospital. Sounds, sounds fun. What is, I'm sending my kids to camp this summer. Camp. <laughs> so they started them at the hospitals, and then they moved. Once the hospitals became overran because they filled it up mandatorily, um, they then moved to convention centers and schools. And so there's. I've had friends that were in a exhibition hall with fifty thousand beds in it, uh, and they were all in there. I've got like six or seven friends that are in different quarantine makeshift camps really? uh, around the city. Yeah. It's, it's wild. I mean, it's, and they, you know, hundreds these are of people. asymptomatic people for the most part. I mean, some people may be experiencing right. minor symptoms. symptoms. Yeah, when yeah. you're vaccinated and you get it, you often get some symptoms, but you know, so this isn't like a hospital. We're not trying to get them better. This is just keep, this is like a leper colony. Keeping them away. Yeah. Keeping yeah. them away. Yeah. But you raise a great point. Because, if you're very concerned about the hospitals, then why would we start by putting them there? That's interesting. Who, logic. <laughs> there, I, last time I checked, there was only one person that was se like severely ill. So in Shanghai. One. Yeah. What? Um, yeah. Wait, what? There's one person yeah. <laughs> in the whole city? I mean, listen, I, I might have to double check the numbers. It could be two now. But nobody's died? Or is that, was, I don't, because that's the worst. I mean, nothing Leo. that's been officially announced. But you would it, think if someone had died, they'd be like, see, we told you. Like, Yeah, that would uh, be uh, proving the point that the lockdown's necessary. Because in know, Hong in Kong, York, they had a lot of elderly. We had a, uh, in December, we had a thousand people dying a day in Ka in America, and Kaplan was still going about his business. He didn't. I was. Uh, you invited me to the Friars <laughs> Club, told me to come party with you. I <laughs> I saw but, a yeah. picture of you and Andy in Australia just hugging, and I'm like, what? Yeah. What? They yeah, can just human contact masks oh, on. Yeah, and that's you're in Australia. In that I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing outside? <laughs> yeah, but. That it's uh, so, yeah, but you're saying that it's not an issue of the because I read what Turner read about how there's a lot of elderly that are not vaccinated. This was an issue in Hong Kong, why they had so many such a higher death rate than other parts of the world have been having lately. And it's not an issue. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to gauge because people are still dying from Omicron. So clearly some of these people must be very ill, but the numbers aren't reflecting that. And 
most of like when they put out the numbers every day, they show, you know, there were 300 people with symptoms and then 15,000 asymptomatic. And then you would think they would be trying to bump it up the other way to, sure. it, it doesn't, it doesn't help them at all to say all these people are actually doing fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the higher yeah, they break it down that way. We didn't do that ever. Well, break yeah, it down I, I wanted to ask of- about that. So I read that it was. Uh, by the way, I, ch- I watched the Shanghai Daily has these two like foreign Shout guys out. that do the daily video report oh, yeah. of COVID, and it's yeah. very oh, we should get that gig. <laughs> if I don't think they would like us, um, but if anybody wants to check it out, they tell everyone stay strong and you know stay inside, be safe, and. Um, they but they also give the daily report and they say that there's 1000 like today we had 1000 symptomatic new cases and 29000 asymptomatic cases which made yeah, me was- think are those the normal is that the normal ratio of symptom probably that, do you know because what I mean? what they were trying to do what they were trying to do originally in the more liberal way is they were going they were trying to let asymptomatic people stay at home be forced to quarantine so they divided it to be able to do those kind of numbers to say to explain to people here are the people who are staying at home so they've kept that system for some reason but um there are a ton of people who who are what we didn't add earlier is that that's first tier you get covid you go to quarantine tier two is you're in close contact with someone who had COVID, then you're sent to quarantine camp. Uh, and then there's different tiers of like whether or not you get to stay at home or or you get to or you get sent to a, a quarantine camp. And uh, most people who have anything that's not a negative result are being sent off. Except for now, there's been some um, backlash because of certain policies, and they've kind of changed things up to. Uh, they added something that that said foreigners or households with foreigners in them can potentially stay at home oh, if your community oh. if your community allows it. That but is what we're bad. seeing now. I'm telling you right now that's, that's gonna get you in trouble. News. That's <laughs> it's when been, the pitchforks come out. Uh, it's been that's been the problem is a lot of these WeChat groups. If if you're in trouble, people will just be like, "Get the hell out of here!" Because we don't want to be the the amount of time your building's locked down is based on how many cases you have in your building. So they're like, well, you get, get out of here if you have COVID. So they're not, I mean, certain people, a lot of people are being very understanding. So if they're giving, is there's a different set of rules for foreigners than Chinese people? I can, I mean, you don't have to be much of a student of history to know how that's going to turn out. (laughs) It's been more, it's been more just because it's been a hassle to deal with foreigners in these camps. And there's Mm. still that weird mentality of like, Oh, foreigners couldn't handle this. Uh, that I've heard that a few times of like foreigners, foreigners are not accustomed to this. And there's no one's videos accustomed of people to saying a quarantine that. camp. Yeah. Don't, don't dare them. Don't be like, I can handle it. I'll show you. Well, there have been videos about that of being like, well, what do you mean? Can Chinese do this? And they're like, well, you know, no, but what are you going to do? Okay. So step one is you, you test positive, you go to this camp. How long do you stay at the camp? Uh, it depends on that's, for, you know, you've lived here. It depends on, uh, a lot of different factors and uh, technically you're supposed to test negative twice. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, then you can sense. go home. But then I've had friends who have tested negative and stayed the, 
for two weeks and some longer than two weeks. So, so. whichever is like, longer, basically. They like testing. Maybe they like. <laughs> maybe, yeah, they, <laughs> they wrote their parents. I love camp. I don't know. Don't I'm skip this any day. This is great. I actually am really enjoying this. I got a girlfriend. <laughs> they can't do life on the outside <laughs> anymore. You know. Yeah. Could they <laughs> wouldn't send you? They wouldn't send a married a person. Without, is anyone banging in these quarantines? <laughs> can they send somebody who's married without their wife, or they got to send you together? <laughs> <laughs> get away. Yeah, the right Can you false positive to get away from your spouse? Get away from your kids, maybe? Perhaps just licking the outside of his door. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you find the great rom com. You find romance in a, it's a in great rom com. Quarantine camp. 2030. Coming in 2030. Yeah, quarantine camp. Yeah. Great name for it. Sell it oh, to dude. Weber. What yeah. about um what about uh alcohol like so can you because what if you're an alcoholic and then mm, you can't get problem. alcohol is that happening first off that was very accusatory i didn't <laughs> appreciate that at all <laughs> let's say for example you're an alcoholic yeah. uh you know what's crazy alcohol has been the easiest thing to get oh good of course um i've been able to get uh, i don't drink at home alone very often but i've been <laughs> well, drinking a lot yeah partake <laughs> It's to, uh, because, again, there's this underground economy where if you try hard enough, you can find a driver who has the special license and then you could talk to him privately and then you could say, hey, can you help me out? Can this you is go like to prison the store Turner, right? <laughs> this is like prison. <laughs> if you know, I mean, like, yeah, so these, the mobster. So these uh, these driver guys are like really making money. Oh, I imagine so. They're doing some side hustles and we're paying them handsomely for their extra, extra work. So how much does it cost if you want? Because I could see where, you know, gross is you pay them extra to go to like this to go to the really good liquor store or something. No, just to go to a liquor store. Oh, okay. Um, just to whatever's can't open. Be picky. How much extra are they getting paid to do something? Not that you would know, but, you know, if you had to guess. If I had to guess uh, what someone would pay, uh, it depends on the person, but about like 150 to 200 RMB, which is like uh, 25 to, or 20 to $30. Yeah. Like 30 Extra. some dollars. Got a tip generously, uh, people in this situation. Yeah. Look at that. Turn, China's turned into a tipping economy. We got to take a break. <laughs> this is super interesting. Uh, but we're, and I have a million more questions. But uh, Kaplan, we are part. First of all, before we get to our break, as long as we're fact checking things, I just have something to read to both of you. Iron mm. rice bowl is a Chinese <laughs> term used to refer to an occupation with a guaranteed job security as well oh. as a steady income and benefits. The Chinese term can be compared to the similar but not identical English concept of a job for life. So I was using a term that existed, but I was using it incorrectly. That's that's You're walking that's a, a fine line stick. there, buddy. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> it's got was, Shane Gillist. I shoot from the hip <laughs> on this podcast. I look at you just doxed yourself though. We we forgot about it and you were just like, I'm gonna go. No, I was that, I didn't mean to dox I didn't I honestly I thought I was right. Oh. I just saw that it was a term, and then oh, I, you didn't I was reading, reading live on the air. I I learned when you did that I was wrong. Oh. That it oh, was, okay, guys, I I'm pulling up some of Turner's old tweets here, just in case. <laughs> no, no, I thought I was going to prove myself correct. Anyway, we're part That's, of the world's smartest podcast network. It is for us, long. lost in America. It is Shane Gillis. <laughs> it is Joe Rogan. Yeah, it's uh, Carrot Top. It's uh, G Gallagher. Gallagher too, and it's also Doctor Jones Roy, Andrew Jones Roy. 
Dr. Andrea Jones-Roy, former Kung Fu comedy uh, comedian in Shanghai as well. And now she is a um, doctor, not a medical doctor, but, you know, find out, see what happens. She's a doctor <laughs> at Nor- New York Either University. Other Dr. Bill Cosby. She's a doctor at NYU. She's host of the Majoring in Everything podcast. I like how the first doctor you thought of was Dr. Bill Cosby, Kaplan. I mean, just Dr. Bob Kaplan. He's a podiatrist. I don't Your know dad's a doctor. And you yeah. thought of Bill Cosby first. Dr. Jill Biden. Those are the big three. Dr. Dr. Jill <laughs> Biden. And Dr. Andrew Jones-Roy. Those are the big four. Dr. Andrea Jones-Roy. <laughs> Part of the world's smartest podcast network. She has a show called Majoring in Everything. Check that out. She was also just on Maz Jabrani's podcast, I think, yesterday. Wow. And she's on some panel with Malcolm Gladwell. Do you know that? I Cal? saw that. Yeah. Very. It's good for the brain brand that we got. Going. I mean, so for a show. That guy is a real. We are a show. We're a platform. We are a people that celebrates blowhards. And he's one of our favorites. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of an idiot, but, you know, he seems smart, he's a so. complete moron, <laughs> but I love all his books. I feel like I'm yeah. learning something and I don't remember anything at the end, but that's the key. That's what we want to do here at this podcast. We want you to feel <laughs> yeah. like you're learning something and not remember a damn thing. Yeah, you can't. There's no <laughs> cocktail party reciting anything. You forget everything, but you go blink and then you just yeah. know the name. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Andrea Jones Roy majoring in everything podcast. Um, we have a professor, Andrew Heaton. He's not yeah. a professor. It's very confusing, but he is professor Andrew Heaton. That's what he's taking that author. first name author published. He's, author. Got a, he's got a new book out called my dog keeps trying to tra- strangle himself. The second book he's written this year, really putting me to shame. That's how smart this guy is. Listen to him on the political orphanage podcast. This is a show about politics. It is not right. It's not left. It's not green party. It's not libertarian party. It's nothing. <laughs> That should be his got no party. I got nothing. I'm not. We got nothing. It's a great show. He's uh, very successful. Who did he, he has on somebody big recently? I think Ralph Nader or something like that. He had us with Andrew. That's, Hang on. True. That's who I was thinking of. He had us. <laughs> and, uh, and Andrew, I don't yeah. promote other guests of his. <laughs> and of course, us lost in America. You can plug your own show on your own show, right? Of course. We have a show yeah. called Lost in America. Listen, Listen to Lost in are America. Found. And uh, you can get all of those at worldsmartestpodcastnetwork.com. And Kaplan, now a word from your local sponsors. All right, we're back. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you very much, sponsors. So I want to go here now. Jorge, so everybody's locked down for a few weeks. What happens, and we've seen this kind of happening in the uh, in videos, on the news, what happens if somebody breaks their lo- their lockdown? Mm. What if somebody? Well, is it even possible? Are you welded in right now? Let's start there. You got no, so th- they they <laughs> they weld they welded uh, or they they taped and locked a couple doors when uh, certain important people came to visit. Um, okay, and they they did that for a day or so, but that was on a specific route. You mean like Bon Jovi? Um, yeah, Bon Jovi was in town. Oh, really? He was, he was performing a concert? <laughs> really did poor. Oh, I didn't know if you're, are you joking or not? That's a real. He was of really course. Real. Do you think no. Bon Jovi toured Shanghai during a mandatory know. lockdown? I can't tell. <laughs> was actually tour. World's dumbest podcast network. It was Sean Penn. He was no. here. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, yeah, some people from from got it. We know who you're talking about. Came. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so they did weld a few people in and they taped what, but what about you? What is your door? Just lo- you voluntarily locked it. So yeah, we could, I mean, we could technically go outside if we want to get in trouble. Yes. Um, so I can, 
I can, I just kind of realized the other day that I could technically take the elevator to other people's floors because we've started a little barter economy. Mm. Uh, by the way, two tomatoes are worth one thing of dish soap. Um, <laughs> this you, is two real tomatoes, one thing of dish soap. <laughs> How much are cigarettes? Uh, are they Jersey tomatoes? <laughs> Damn, I imagine cigarettes are worth so much. People must be fiending. You should have bought them up ahead of time. That's what you should be doing. You should have been ready. I know you're not a smoker, but you could have been trading. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's against the law. I'm, oh. They've been pretty tough on, on profiteering, on hoarding. Yeah. They don't like hoarding. <laughs> upselling. Kaplan's um, a classic profiteerer. Yeah, well, you know. So, if you, all if, right, Kaplan. There, there was a lady who um, just the other day, two days ago, um, she kind of went nuts and she left her apartment. She was wearing a full hazmat suit, went outside started screaming, filming herself. And essentially what they did was like, um, sorry, you can't come back now. So she, I don't know what happened to her, but she got stuck outside of her compound and they were like, not my problem. So most likely she got sent to a quarantine camp. Yeah. Um, which, you know, certain people have, uh, sadly done that have been like struggling for food have been, uh, just going outside and hoping to get caught. I guess they have food at the camp, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. Even going to try to get some food. Um, and again, this you is one can't of those. Go problems. outside though, even to get like fresh air, like out of your. You can't even like open no. the door up and. No. No. Yeah. no. yeah. We've we've been inside. The only time you can go outside is go do your COVID test. Hmm. And we were allowed yeah. to throw away the garbage once. That was pretty cool. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> once trips. once in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. You leave it outside the door, and like okay. the the building guards are still working, so like. They help out with uh, bringing your deliveries up and stuff. Our building's been pretty lax on it. Uh, not super lax, but they've been pretty cool about us doing like orders, single orders and stuff. Other buildings have been tougher on like, because now everyone's freaking out that it's coming from delivery. So people are like trying to get people to stop getting stuff delivered unless it's necessary. And uh, my, by the way, I don't know, like most New York city wives are not, they get deliveries every like five Amazon boxes a day. I don't think this, we could deal with this. I mean, oh yeah, it's over. been, <laughs> you can't get anything else besides food, basically um, um, anything else. You're I'd on. also read that you're not allowed to open your window anymore because they think it might be going out the window. Is that true or not? What is this 2020? What's going on? <laughs> Uh, well, the thing is people are trying to figure out how the hell we're still getting cases. So well, everyone's trying to, <laughs> it could be, um, they, uh, you know, we, you could still open your windows. It's hard to regulate that, but it's been strongly suggested not to open your windows, uh, if you don't have to, but have there know. been drones? I've, I've heard there was like drones overhead telling people not to open their windows. I've seen the drones. Uh, there've been drones around, yeah, um, okay sending different kinds of messages here and there Stay so, certain ones they were doing like um uh, the day the important people from up north came to visit they did a uh, like practices on like these uh we'll call them bon Jovi. weird <laughs> they bon bon Jovi. Jovi. that's a great <laughs> they bon Jovi came to visit. <laughs> when bon jovi came they uh they had uh, a slippery like people practicing <laughs> <laughs> We're living on a prayer down here, and <laughs> he's on a st- came in on a steel horse. <laughs> steel horse. Name one more Bon Jovi song. Slippery when wet. It's the most eighties album title of all time. 
the first bet I ever won, a guy told me he bet me it was the name of a song. And I said it's an album cover. Eight years old, so that's why I was fond of that. <laughs> first game, first bet I ever won. I won a dollar. That one never forgets his first winning bet. Yeah, yeah exactly. True degenerate. Lo- love Bon Jovi for that. So he's been riding uh, that high for years. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so when Bon when Bon Jovi came, it, they tightened it up. I get it. Um, they started they started like getting everyone to practice like singing songs from their like balcony and stuff to try oh, to like, really? boost morale. So like the building across from me over here was doing like this rave where everyone had flashlights and but it was kind of just a. I mean, I get it. You you do have to build morale a little bit, but yeah, uh, can't be strong was, right now, morale. So. Yeah, but it was time. The timing of it was, you know, uh, they just happen to do it when certain people are visiting. Sure. Yeah. Um, right. Well, everyone wants to impress Bon Jovi. Yeah. You want to sing for Bon Jovi? <laughs> because, I get it. You know, they do the same thing in New Jersey when they hear Bon Jovi's coming. <laughs> everyone goes. They to turn the all the temple lights on. So you were I was going to ask if they were banging pots and pans or singing like the French people did, for the, you know, for the heroes. For the heroes. Uh, a little yeah. bit, but it's been uh, it's. More people are angry this time. Yeah, they're not. Most- <laughs> right. It's not as. It, it, yeah, it's not 2020 anymore. Yeah, people are more. more most people, uh, again, I say most people based on my bubble network of people who are more international minded and all that. But because yeah. there's a ton of people online that are still very pro what we're doing. And okay. this is the best thing. Zero uh, COVID. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that are very proud of that. But. A lot of people, there's been a lot more people angry, uh, angry and um, publicly angry in group chats and on the Internet where, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you never would have seen because uh, everyone's just like no one's worried about COVID. Everyone's worried about what will happen if you get COVID. Um, yeah. like what, you know, I don't want to go to camp. Sure. Right. right. Um, and is there any uh, light at the end of the tunnel with this? There have been uh, some compounds have been kind of released where you can go outside at, mostly around your compound. They've created a tier system of like this, you know, uh, there's COVID around you. There's you're, you're probably OK and safe. Most people are not in the safe bracket. Um, there's certain people that are starting to walk around a little bit now, but um it's still pretty open-ended as to, because technically my building is in the okay to walk around inside of our compound uh, zone, oh. uh, tier two, but we've not been allowed out. So I don't oh. know. Inside the compound, would that be outside? Like you'd be able to get some air? So outside, but not, not outside uh, the compound gates. Right. Get some but you could walk air. around the yard. Yeah. <laughs> Do a little, do some uh, pull do some ups. On the, yeah. Prison work. I was doing the prison. Gangs. I'll send you the workouts I was doing early COVID. <laughs> Can you request a Bible? <laughs> I have a Quran. So yeah. <laughs> what about if you have a? Here's my dumb question today. What happens if you have a dog or something? What do you do? Or people who have pet owners? Um, you just man. That's I've, I. The first few days, I was really bummed out about that. I'm sure you've seen some videos that are pretty brutal um there have been some not so nice things um and you know you could check that out yourself i don't want to yeah. bum people out um Real time but impression. uh, <laughs> the, uh most people it's just you know it just sucks people their dogs just have to pee and poop inside and uh some people 
prepped ahead uh, and got some dirt and grass and yeah. put it on their patio and stuff. But most dogs that it's the bummer. Cause you know, dogs don't want to pee or poop inside. So people have been like, my dog hasn't pooped in six days because they don't want to like go in the house. So you, it's just, mm. you it's feel a good time to get a puppy because they don't know better. They haven't been, that's true. Don't have to house break them. And, or I have a wheelchair bound dog who doesn't barely can move. So this should be the real winner here. But <laughs> what about, we haven't even got to this part yet. What about your business? So uh, uh, yeah, is, <laughs> my question being, so obviously your business is closed down, right? You have, is it a, what's it? I forget the name. Is it awesome, super awesome kids? Is that what it's called? Awesome kids club. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome kids, kids club. club and awesome, awesome kids Academy. Uh, okay. One's a, one, one's a kindergarten. One's a, uh, preschool. And, um, is there, obviously it's not, it's not happening right now, but no. is there a, how are people earning money? Cause no one's working. So is the government giving people stipends? Nope. <laughs> oh, you wow. would think that they, you would think that they would, but, uh, the, okay. the one thing they've done, which has been pretty cool, uh, comparatively is they've kind of put a, a moratorium on like government owned properties, which in Shanghai, a ton of properties are government owned. Uh, like a rent so we freeze? don't have to pay. Yeah. We don't have to, we don't have to pay rent at our uh, company for a few months. I still have to pay all the employee salaries, um, which isn't Whoa. fun. Really? But uh, do they teach know, remotely gonna... or they're not, you don't do remote school type thing. That's not... Some of them do because some of them are old enough, but you know, it's hard to remote teach a, a two-year-old. Right. Uh, so, so we'll do like the, sorry, what's up? Go ahead. Go ahead. And we'll do like fun little classes for the little ones, but you can't charge for that because you know, the point of a preschool is that you send them off socialization and, and send them off. Exactly. Yeah. Like daycare. basically. Um, yeah, exactly. So you can't, uh, you can't charge people for so the burden. So you still have to pay all your employees, even though no one's working. So that means times that by everyone in the city has to pay all their employees. So the burden uh, of this is put on the business owner. Uh, a ton of people have put freezes or reductions on salary. There's a specific like amount that you're, uh, you have to pay, um, just for, I think social security reasons or something like that. Um, but we've, you know, just cause we want to keep our employees, uh, we're just paying them their full salaries, um, which a lot of people have not been doing. So some people are just not getting paid at all. Some people are getting paid to reduce salary. We just, uh, we just thought for morale reasons and hoping to get, get them to all say, uh, it's a real bummer to say, Hey, I'm not paying you for the next couple months. But there's no like a uh, business rescue plan. Like there was in America where small businesses no. could apply for loans, like a hundred percent forgivable loan. Great crony capitalism fraud plan. <laughs> it wasn't, <laughs> it was good. It kept our economy afloat. I know it was a great plan. It also, yeah, it was a great, there were people like Tom, what Tom Brady took 20 million or something. I mean, Apparently JK Rowling's took, Oh Yeah. Uh, no boot. Lost the, in America. We took millions, but the yeah. LA Lakers got eight million. Did you know yeah, that they had to pay their employees because just to pay their employees basically is the money. Yeah, but so. they ended up. Everyone gave it back when the press found out about it. All yeah. those people, but they they. But there's millions others the press didn't find out about that they didn't give back. But um, oh, boy. but but it did help real small businesses stay afloat, and it did help our economy not completely crater, which I would be worried about in Shanghai if there's none of that happening. There's going to be a lot of businesses that aren't in business after this. Yeah, there's been some videos of people. Uh, if you if you look through the hashtag Shanghai on Twitter, 
Yeah. There's a couple of videos of people uh, freaking out about that and in Chinese uh, saying some like, you know, I can't feed myself. I can't pay my employees, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so there are people who there are a ton of people who are in genuine crisis. We're fortunate to not be one of those. But like, I mean, there's a I mean, I can only imagine. Think about Turner, you know, the salaries around here and like the city is not cheap anymore. Sure. So there's a bunch of people who were living super paycheck to paycheck and then just got two months of, you know, they couldn't afford to to hop in on those group buys. You know, it's like a 3000 RMB limit. They can't it's like 500 US spend. dollars, which is a lot of money. Yeah. Though. You yeah. can, if you, if you're making $1,000 a month, you can't just be like, Oh, hop in on these groceries. So there's yeah. a ton of people who are genuinely pretty screwed which I mean, it, it's super, it sucks, man. And, um, is the, so, so if they're letting some people out, cause so far China has had a zero COVID policy, right? That we're yeah. going to stamp it out for the whole country. And this right. is a reflection of that. What's happening in Shanghai right now, but the numbers are still going up in Shanghai and it looks like they're softening a little bit by saying some people can come out. Is that not the case? No, no, no. Cause those people that can come out can only go around their compound or certain areas. And there's like restrictions on what they can do. Nothing's open. So even if you go outside, you're just taking a walk around the block. Okay. Um, so the biggest fear, honestly, cause Shanghai with what's going on in Shanghai, uh, Imagine once this hits, which it's definitely going to hit. Already, Guangzhou is uh, is prepping for most likely a similar situation, and that's yeah. still another big city. But when this starts hitting tier two, tier three cities, I mean, if if this was bungled so bad, imagine how super small cities are just going to. So you don't be, think they're going to learn their lesson from Shanghai and say we're not we're getting away from zero COVID policy? This doesn't work. No, because if anything, this was a strengthening of the uh, the the intense the intense nature of this was a show of force to kind of remind Shanghai like there is one strategy. Ah, you ah. tried to do your own thing uh, and you screwed it up. Beijing. You made you made the country worse. So we're coming was- in here. So for anyone kind of listening um, who doesn't totally understand, I think it's fair to say, and it's not, this isn't a secret. It's pretty open knowledge that the power balance in China historically has been between Shanghai and Beijing. And they kind of go back and forth and jockey. And some of the former presidents have been from Shanghai and some of Jiang Zemin was from Shanghai. I think Hu Jintao was, I think from Beijing. I'm not totally sure. He might've been Shanghai. Yeah. Not from Shanghai. But okay, yeah. So then they go the power Zemin, balance yeah. goes back and forth, and it is a one-party system. But there's two groups within the party, and usually they they fact they split up either Shanghai or Beijing. They kind of they're on one side or the other. So I see what you're saying is this is a show from Beijing to Shanghai that this is the this is a system. This is the way we do it. We don't care if you're international travelers. We don't care if you think you're better than other people. This is how it's done. Yeah, they're definitely, if anything, this has just motivated them to tighten up the zero COVID policy and will continue it across the country. Um, and the only, you know, the only thing that's going to really stop it is is it getting just horrific. And the problem is it's going to get to a point where it's going to get rough and then they're going to be like, well, we got to change some stuff up, but it's going to get rough first. It's okay. already, it's already really rough. So yeah, um, 
Is there a point where they would bring in the because the vaccines that you took, right? Everyone takes are the Chinese vaccine. There's not the mRNA. Right? Yeah. So is, is there a no, booster yeah. for that or is there any push to bring in Western like Pfizer or any of those vaccines or there was talk about bringing Pfizer in because really? um, there's been there's been for a couple of years or a year, I think, or so there's been talk about Pfizer coming in and then there was discussion of that. But, you know, nothing's actually uh, happened. So um, I don't think so. There are boosters for the local ones. The problem is, you know, it's it's effectiveness. And I think even most of them aren't super effective. Again, I'm basing this on very little, but it's a, it's not super effective on Omicron. That's what I've heard, um, yeah. Yes. So, uh, you know, I don't think the vaccinations have done much. And a lot of people that got vaccinated, got vaccinated like a year, a year or so ago. So uh, I don't and think there's that's no really, bo- as Cap said, there's no Chinese, there's no booster for the Chinese. There is a booster, but, a booster, but people even got the booster like, yeah, eight, you know, six months ago or whatever. So who knows? I was going to say, like, it seems to me, correct me if I'm like, there's a, you can, they can enforce this lockdown, right? There's real lockdowns, but there's never, there's no been, never been a push to make everyone get vaccinated. Like, why is that not a, oh, yeah. Um, like, like, why is that just not a it's Chinese not mandatory law? mandatory vaccines, has, right? Yeah. What is the difference? No, but there? people have been doing it. So, you said 80%, you know, though, is, yeah, but 80% of 1.4 billion people is pretty good. Right. Um, yeah. uh, it is surprising, though, that they didn't just make it a rule that 100. Yeah, it's just surprising. Yeah, sure. I well, I think a lot of that was due to the fact that COVID just really wasn't here. Okay. Um, Let your guard down. So it's it's hard to force people to people still. I mean, the fact that 80 percent got it despite not having COVID in the country, because um, it really was people people like I said before, like people like oh they're fudging it, but. When there, when cases would come to Shanghai, they would make it a big deal. It'd be like one or two cases, and then they would shut down that part of the city. So they would publicize when cases came. So uh, it really was like you know it'd be Pudong Airport, and they'd be like there was a case, so we're shutting down this whole like community. One case, yeah, yeah. So it was pretty effective for a while. So I think most people felt comfortable uh, with what the plan was, and that's why. Most people, even expats here, were like, well, you know, we can't go travel outside of China, but it is pretty awesome to not have any cases and just not wear. I haven't worn a mask since April 2020. Yeah. Uh, neither is we just haven't needed to. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> it is good, though. What about I've read that and this might not be true. So that's what I want to ask you that you can get paid to um, tell on people that have COVID, like to turn people in that have COVID and are trying to hide it. Is that true? Uh, not, I mean, I haven't, I, I probably is the, is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> like, but no one's paying. I you. imagine uh, not yet. I will. Uh, no, but uh, it's pretty hard to get away with it because you get tested every few days in your community. It's tied to your phone number and your, your information it's it's not really easy to to get away with you know lying about it okay yeah i'm reading it now oh you know what this wasn't in shanghai so um chinese city offers cash for clues as to covid outbreak uh like to who who has covid this is you could get up to 100,000 yuan i think they're trying to find the patient zero though it's not the, bad. Person who, <laughs> the new patient zero or the-, the the person who started it in that town i just clicked off it so i'm not even sure what town it was so that's uh, so, so 
disregard that. Um, people in Shanghai have gotten a lot of because people at the beginning of it were going to other cities because I was even going to go to Sanya, which is like the Hawaii of China. Yeah, I was going to spend a couple of weeks there and just hang out. But it got to the point where like other cities were like, could you people from Shanghai and Turner, you know, people from Shanghai think that they're uh, very special. Yeah, um, they think they're better were, than everybody else. <laughs> yeah, mm. they were trying to go to other cities and being ostracized. So it was a uh, it was. You know, the first time a lot of them have seen like, wait, what? You oh, they're the they're, like, just the dynamic in China is that Shanghai people, I guess, kind of like I would New say York. like lost like L.A. Maybe oh, L.A. Is that a it's good... like New York or L.A. Except for there's like a genuine like resentment I mean, we are better than the towards... rest of Americans, right? Aren't we? There's a genuine yeah. resentment. Well, there's a genuine resentment towards. Yeah. New Yorkers, I would say. Well, now exactly. I don't know if it's real. It is very real in China and it's not even hidden. It's like, we hate, I hate, I would, people would be like, I would never marry someone from that city. That's like wow. a common. It, it, Chinese provinces are, are divided pretty. I mean, even people that are super well-educated that you're friends with, you'll be hanging out and they'll be like, oh, she's from Hunan. She's a, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, you're like, you have that, you know, people have strong feelings about other provinces and have like, you know, stereotypes and really unpleasant things to say about certain people. Yeah, mm. except for Sujo, Sujo Mainu. That's all they say. <laughs> Sujo has beautiful women. That's all people ever yeah. say when I tell people I lived in Sujo. <laughs> Mainu means beautiful. I heard women that though. about Wuhan had that. There's a bunch of other cities that have oh. that. Every- when I went to Chengdu, <laughs> no when, I, when I was telling people in Sujo, Chengdu going, has the beautiful ladies. Yeah, when I was when I was leaving Sujo and telling people I was going to the city Chengdu just for a vacation, they go, "Ooh, Chengdu, spicy food and spicy women." <laughs> yeah that's, that's a great what tourism people said to me yeah i, I need that for hunter's point south <laughs> spicy food hunter's point south long island cities better than half uh, what is it half concrete half jungle what we're yeah, yeah the, the genuine slogan for kaplan's neighborhood i saw it on the on the ferry the other day it said move to hunter's point south half concrete half jungle yeah i'm much like, rather be the spicy food and worlds. spicy women <laughs> <laughs> I like the jungle, but I only yeah. want half. Half yeah. concrete, half jungle. Look, I don't, that's <laughs> terrible. I would want 100% of either, I guess. Or no concrete, mm. I don't know. But um, what about- <laughs> I want 100% wanted- concrete. 100% concrete. <laughs> well, it's a concrete jungle. That's I've the- lived in those apartments in Sujo. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, uh, what if you want to leave the country right now? Can you leave? Mm. Maybe. Um, yes, technically, You'd have yes, to get out of your apartment is- first. There yeah, are ways to get out. Like you can, um, if you have a flight, cause I've, I've done the research just in case of prepping of, uh, cause we have, we have the, uh, privilege of, I mean, it, it sucks. Uh, but as an expat, you kind of have the privilege of just being like, well, okay, I'm out of here. Uh, yeah, if you run out of Jack hard. Daniels, it's time to leave. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people guy. don't have that privilege, which, which sucks. Um, of course. Uh, but I, there are ways to get out. You get your plane ticket, you apply with your community leader. You let them know that you're leaving. You have to have a COVID, uh, 24 hour COVID test. The problem that people have been having is getting transportation there. There was a case, uh, I read today of someone that had to walk 40 kilometers, which I don't know how much that is in miles. That's um, like 25 miles. But, uh, I definitely don't know how it, much that is. <laughs> it ended miles. up being like a, it was like a nine hour walk. They had oh, yeah. to walk for nine hours it's a marathon. Uh, to get to the airport because there's no 
transportation. And again, there is a black market way to get around, but if you're not someone that has a ton of, I'm fortunate in that I, I have a lot of Chinese coworkers and people that work for me that can help me out. But, um, you know, if you you don't have that, it's hard. They were just find. carrying their luggage 25 miles. Yeah. To- <laughs> they had to basically, because there's no the taxis are out, the Ubers out, and everything. And the, that that I would not up. take a I mean, carry the, on. Pudong, the, yeah. the international airport's about that far outside of the city. It's pretty far, man. Yeah, it's a it's a it's like walking to uh, Laguardia. No, walking to uh, what's the one in Jersey? Um, Newark. Newark. Yeah, Newark from uh, further from so like you're not going anywhere then. from Brooklyn. It'd be like it's walking from it. Brooklyn or from further, Brooklyn. Yeah, further I would say. Yeah, it's really actually might yeah it might be further. It's far, man. It's like 25 miles. It's 25 miles yeah. away from from Shanghai. Damn, That's about right. Crazy. So just stay home and bake bread. We've been through this. We can give you advice. You bake bread. You have Zoom uh, poker nights with your friends. And uh, you gotta have else? bread. You gotta have bread. <laughs> you gotta have <laughs> bake sour. Oh, but you bake it. It's fun. It's a fun activity. Oh, you don't even have the ingredients. I, yeah, right. yeah, I didn't really prep <laughs> yeast when I was. <laughs> yeah, we really had a spoiled. Uh, you know what else here. you really want to do in the middle of all this is have a race war. That's. Oh yes, have a race war. We did that. <laughs> we had a great, that was fun. That uh, really was a nice diversion. It was that a diversion. Diverts, you, everyone gets out on the street and you can protest and it doesn't matter. You're allowed to. I'll just scream. Uh, I'll scream iron rice bowl out and see, and get one. Iron rice rice bowl. Bowl. <laughs> just get one. I think what you do is you start taking advantage of these foreigner, like uh, uh, whatever caveats and the, the race war will start pretty. Are quickly. they going to have a bubble for the Shanghai sharks and the, the best? What's the basketball association? Yeah, They need a bubble for the CBA, a CBA, CBA. bubble. <laughs> at Shanghai <laughs> Disney. They could do it at Shanghai Disney. That's what oh, they do. there you go. Disney Disney's usually in Shanghai, like the marker of hope for the city. Mm, so if yeah. Disney's open, then everything's okay. And they specifically kept Disney open longer than they should have mm. as like this beacon of hope. Got and you. then they, uh, and then Mickey yeah, got COVID. it's crazy. I, honestly, Shanghai Disney is the, the marker of success of the city when it comes to COVID. If it's shut down, that's when things are going bad and it's shut down now. And they were talking about opening it up in five days. Um, but I don't <laughs> that's see so that. That's so funny a, that that's the, uh, it is pretty good. I've been to Shanghai Disney. I think it beats the pants off of uh, uh, Disney LA World? Disney. Oh, I'm going to LA Disney next week, so don't say that. It stinks. But... <laughs> it stinks, dude. It stinks. <laughs> don't tell my kids. Are they listening? listening? Do they know you're going? They know we're going. Of course they're at Disneyland. Oh, they're I know a lot of parents do the surprise. You just wake them up and you go, hey, we're going to Disneyland. Oh, I should have done that because you know what? I was actually exposed to someone on Sunday who has COVID. So if I test positive after this, we're not going to Disneyland, kids. Sorry. I mean, back in my day, your parents only let you go to Disneyland if you won the Super Bowl. But I'm from a different generation. <laughs> different. No, this is the participation trophy generation. They just it's, get to go for spring all, break. They don't even have to play in the Super Bowl. They, get to <laughs> they don't even have to play in the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. Hey, Cap, I had to give away tomatoes to get dish soap today. So I don't know. Uh... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, we're in totally different worlds. My dog, it's nine in the morning now. She hasn't gone out yet. She's barking at me in the side of here because she hasn't gone out for since last night. You know, I don't the poor dogs in Shanghai. So you should explain we're to her in, this. Yeah, this you, must be how you guys pancakes. felt. <laughs> Could be in lockdown. This must be how you guys felt when we were free and you guys were on lockdown just hanging out because it's crazy. Like I'm watching all my friends back home. You're like, we're going to Egypt next week. And you're like, what? Yeah. I haven't left China in two years. Like, No, it was very been- weird. And you brought it up early in the episode. And I want to touch on this. Even to the point, like even it got to the point in America where it's just so when you're sitting in your home for three months, um, 
it get it, it any other reality is so foreign to you you almost don't believe it exists to the point where most americans thought like oh they must have faked the numbers in china like of course yeah. and people would ask me they go you know you have friends in china it, it's uh covid must be rampant over there they're just not putting it in the news and i'm like i don't think so i talked to every ever i know a million people who live there everyone says it's fine no one has covid it's so. kind of proven that yeah now that we know that even even at hospitals like you, you weren't wearing masks really like we were wow. we were pretty good the whole time I and mean, we had nothing um it's also a 28 day quarantine if you come into the country right i mean that that was part of it i don't know you know most cases that came in were from uh airport uh, airport employees um so how do they if get we it had cases I, oh. I guess uh, in contact with like uh, passengers or before they or go whatever, to the but, were you uh, masking yeah. your kids at your school there at the kindergarten? Not re- I mean, there were uh, every once in a while, every <laughs> six months or so, we'd have one or two cases and you'd flare up like the COVID protocols. Right. But it really was, I'm telling you, there was just, there was no, there was no COVID here. So no one, no one needed to wear masks. They actually, yeah. everyone really did buckle down the first time. And also Shanghai at the beginning, the first one had, I think, like two or 3,000 cases. They locked Wuhan down so fast that it was pretty hard for, like, it, it, that it was pretty much all in Wuhan. Uh, so Shanghai was never really hit hard to begin Wuhan with. Wuhan was locked down for three months, right? Yeah, they, they got they got pretty, pretty intense, but they also got food delivery and yeah, uh, they didn't shut down. I, I guess Omicron is easier spread or. Yeah, it's more contagious. Um, than easier that. spread, but in it doesn't our OG. Really do much. My parents got it. They got the sniffles. Yeah, I mean, everyone I know that has it is feeling nothing or, you know, just a little off. Yeah, but not two weeks. in. A I'm most off. blown away by these asymptomatic numbers, because <laughs> at least as we were told with the first couple versions of of, uh, of coronavirus, the, the asymptomatic was like 10% of all cases. And now for you guys, it's the exact opposite. It's like symptomatic it's, is 10% or less 5%. Yeah. I don't think it's sure. 10%, but yeah. And so then for asymptomatics, me, uh, 95% are asymptomatic. That, that gives me hope. That means I probably had it and I don't know. I mean, I if you it. tested everybody in the country, like the way they do there, yeah, you, we'd have higher numbers. Like you might have had it at some point if we were testing you. Like, like our great president Trump said, you stop testing. There'd be no numbers. He was right about that. that was one of the things he was right about. Technically. He wasn't was right point. about it. But I mean, I mean, he was. I mean, I guess. He I mean, was our numbers right. have gone down because probably less people are getting tested right now because it's less. He was technically you know, right that if you yeah. don't test, there'll be no numbers. But it's also the stupidest thing. Stupid. Well, like way I was exposed to, like, to somebody. I just control said. a virus. <laughs> That's true. But if I get tested, I might have it. So. President anyway, Trump, Jorge, <laughs> thanks for doing the podcast, yeah. man. Um, I hey, also realized we're going to have to do an ad at the end here, Cap. We forgot one of our Patreon subscribers. Or should we save it for the middle next week? I kind of want to. I think he'd want to get it in. Let's get it in then. It's oh. a timely ad. All right. Oh, okay. So if anybody for $20 a month, we didn't even mention that tier. For $20 a month, you get your own ad on this show once a month. We will say whatever you want. And usually, you know, it's 30 seconds it. to a minute. But th- this guy has not, he's been a pay, he's been over $20 for a while and he hasn't given us an ad in a while. So it's, it's the great Dennis Owens. He's a lawyer yeah. out of Kansas city, Jorge. He's one of the few lawyers who's licensed to practice on both sides of Kansas city, Missouri. <laughs> and Kansas. Look at yeah, that. Yeah. 
One of the few. I think it's maybe just it's very him. hard to do it. They have different laws. They have totally different rules. These oh two. My. They're like different countries. So he <laughs> had to study very bar, hard. The bar. The bar is to- yeah. <laughs> the bar. Exam it's or a the- disaster. It's impossible. Anyway, oh, yeah, Dennis Owens, he says here he comes. He says when the this is a long one because he saved up. He said when the explorers Lewis and Clark looked at the land that eventually became Kansas. They called it the Great American Desert. Mm. These men, or maybe it's dessert. I don't know how it's spelled. I think it was desert. I think it was desert. <laughs> great if you looked at Kansas as the great dessert. <laughs> These men had the vision to imagine paths through the unmapped, odd, the unmapped, odd at the remnants of the great Mesoamerican culture. Is that type of, some type of Japanese thing? Mesoamerican cultures and saw potential in this continent. When they looked at Kansas, they couldn't imagine plants, people, or culture surviving on this land. Fortunately for the United States, the pioneers of Kansas were smarter, grittier, funnier, and more imaginative. Oh. Transforming this once barren landscape into a place responsible for being the first state to beat pro-slavery forces in battle to allow its citizens to bravely vote themselves as the first state free of slavery from its admittance to the union responsible for feeding our gluttonous nation freedom from Nazis, the peanut scoring a hundred points in an NBA game. I think these, he's saying this is the first to do all these things, scoring a hundred points in an right. A game. Oh, well, Will game. Chamberlain's from Well, he went to Kansas. Is that what he means? Maybe he means that <laughs> providing 2021 sexiest man alive. I don't know. Who's that? Paul <laughs> Rudd. That? Maybe, maybe it was Dennis Owens. Creating baseball sabermetrics, superheroes, <laughs> women's aviation, and providing America's winningest college basketball program. Here we go. Mm-hmm. And our current reigning national champions, the Kansas Jayhawks. They lost to Syracuse in the title game, but yes. <laughs> what This year? No. Two, no, 2003. Oh, please. And Will Chamberlain's from Philadelphia, so pipe down. Go on. <laughs> from their first coach, the creator of basketball, Dr. James Naismith to Fog Allen to Roy Williams <laughs> and Bill Self himself, the land flatter and more seismically stable than the basketball court in New Orleans, than a basketball court in New Orleans has been home to the greatest team in all of college sports. This week, when you enjoy any bread based product, any Marvel movie, or freedom from slavery, remember you have Kansas holding everything together here in the middle to thank. We are the Midwestern politeness. With all the Midwestern politeness we can muster, we want you to know you're welcome. Rock Chuck Jayhawk KU. Thank you. And then he signs it. Thank you, John Brown, Dwight Eisenhower, George Washington Carver, Wilt Chamberlain, Paul Rudd, <laughs> Bill James, Paul Rudd, Amelia Earhart, and Clark Kent. A one, Dennis Owens. <clears throat> John Brown was a great abolitionist. I'll give him that. So he was pretty good. So the bread is from Kansas. So I, well, I'm, it's Passover this week. So happy Passover. I won't be eating your Kansas bread. Sorry. Dude. And I will say that I'm a true sellout because for Kansas beat Miami in the elite eight this year. I'm not talking about 2003, yeah. 2022, my school, you University of Miami. So this proves for $20 a month, I will flip flop. I'll, I'll say whatever you want me to say. You'll say rock shock Jayhawk. So I'll say rock shock Jayhawk. Today. That's the podcast. Jorge <laughs> did not expect to end the pod that way. Thank you so much. Is there anything <laughs> I missed? Anything else that we should be talking? Did about you guys here? get to watch the national title game? No, um, no, man. <laughs> what do you get for TV? I have a, I have a VPN internet. So I, I have like the, 
Okay. Amazon Fire Stick. So I'm just watching Netflix or whatever. So you're good. Okay. Yeah. You got your bad. booze. You got your Netflix. You got you, the, the new earthquake special. It's fantastic. Is there <laughs> a new uh, Tiger King for the Chinese edition? Is there a Tiger King? No, China? that's the, pr- I was just saying that the, the problem is there's no, like there was so much uh, content, content being poured into America yeah. during that time. Yes. And we got all of it too, but like now there's nothing for us. So there's not a, there's not a ton to watch. I so. need to create content for these watch markets. out for a new season of Cobra Kai. Cause they always drop when they, they were on this for day one. They know the best time to forget sweeps weeks. No. That doesn't exist anymore. You drop when Variant a pandemic week. hits. You drop a Variant new season week. when a pandemic hits. <laughs> I've just been sticking to Lost in America's Patreon. There we That's go. The Live the best way. Way. Spread the word in those WeChat groups. Tell <laughs> Joining them. Dennis Owens, the great Dennis <laughs> yes. Owens. We're doing a group buy on the Patreon on the WeChat <laughs> group. Group buy. I'm buying for the building. $500. Use your money. Use your $500 to buy. Trade our Patreon memberships <laughs> to get cigarettes. See what you- <laughs> that would be great. That's also, we've- oh, go ahead. Thanks, bud. Now we've been super lucky here. Uh, there's been a ton of people that aren't. So if there's any way that you guys, if anyone out there sees anyone that's uh, setting up charities for people that genuinely need help in the city, we've been trying to help as much as we can. If you see anyone out there, I mean, there's, there's a ton of people trying to help actual uh, people in actual need, you know, try to find them and help them out. Cause uh, it's pretty brutal out there. I got a question though. So there's no organized, are you saying you don't know of an organized charity at this point? <laughs> Not, not yet. If you see something, you know, right now it's just kind of been through WeChat groups. Um, but you know, it's, it's hard to figure out how to get money to anyone. It's, it's more figuring out how to get food to anyone. But if you see anything, you know, Um, I would send you somewhere if I could. I lived in China during the 2008 uh, earthquake and I was there in, in, uh, that was in China or in like Chengdu or near Chengdu. And I was there doing some volunteer work and let's just say, it's a little tougher um, because you yeah. have to first admit there has to first be a problem for there hasn't been an everything's going well and this is a good plan and things are great. So. Yes, exactly. But just so, in case, uh, maybe people can contact you directly. Would that be pot or, or what? Or no? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I, I could see what we could do. It's hard to sending money is probably no good. Uh, magic I'll figure something cereals. out. Old magic yeah. spoon cereals will send you whatever. All right. Well, we will I'll keep, take it. I'll keep up to date. You let me know if you can come up with something. Cause our listeners trust me, which we trust you. And then I think that's the best way to do it right now until something bigger arises. So just let me know. Down Love you future. guys. Down the future. Yeah. All right. You're the best. You're, Love you great. too, man. Uh, stay. Uh, I would say stay safe, but I know you're going to stay safe. I know. There's <laughs> no, no choice. <laughs> Stay inside. Just don't go out there. Don't. You got it. Yeah. All right. Air is overrated. Jorge Castellanos, everybody in Shanghai. Kaplan from my. But oh, no. What? What do we say? Oh, what should we do? It's the end of the show. I got to take Pankies out. She's begging to go out right now. I don't know. She could not bunker up. Or So I'm going to say get lost. <laughs> get lost. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.